Hi, my name is Pastor Emmanuel Sekuma. Welcome to Church of Living Water Podcast. I know this message is going to be a blessing to you, but do me a favor. Please share so others can be blessed as well. God bless you. And the word is in link with what I was talking about. Because this task ahead of us, moving from tenancy to ownership, may look like it's impossible. But as I share this message, this is, as a prophet of God, I want you to hear this. We are in times and season that God wants to do mind-boggling things. The Bible said, what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard. That is what God has planned for his children. And I want you to know something that God is looking for partnership. God is looking for a man and a woman who will be available and render themselves to God and say, Father, use me. Now, the task that is ahead may look like it's impossible. The things that God will call you to, if it's linked with godly vision, it will always scare you. It will always tell me if somebody tells you any vision, Anything they want to do in life and they're very comfortable with it is coming from their own desires and with nothing is wrong with that. But anything that has got to do with the kingdom cause, it will scare you. It will frighten you. It will make you look like you don't have what it takes. The reason why is so that you can partner with God and you will recognize that it is only with God that I can do this. So on that note, the topic I'm speaking about is who it takes. Who it takes. Who it takes. Let's go to 1 Samuel 17. And I trust that as I preach and do some teaching, it will be a blessing to you. 1 Samuel 17, 32. Let's go ahead and let's read the word of God to 41. The Bible says, David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, you are not able. Note the word. Saul replied, somebody said, I can go and fight. The first thing he hears is that you are not able. You are not able. You are not able. You can't. You, don't, you are not enough. You are not good enough. You can't. You are not able. Wow. I want to go and fight him. Let no one lose account. You are not able mm, to uh, go and fight him. Second, you are only a young man. <laughs> Third, you have only been a shepherd boy. You have been, you have, and he has been a warrior. You are only a young man, but he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant being keeping his father's sheep, when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both lions and bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defiled the armies of the living God. The Lord, note the next word. The Lord who, I'm talking about who it takes. The Lord who rescued me, the Lord who rescued me from the power of the lion and the power of the bear who rescued me from the hand of this Philistine. So said to David, 
Go, and the Lord be with you. I want you to take note of that. Go, and the Lord be with you. And then Saul dressed David in his tunic, in his own tunic. He put on a coat of armor on him and bronze helmet on his head. David fasting on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in this, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Saints, I want you to take note as I go through this word, it is not how you dress. <laughs> I want to say it again. It is not the dress you wear, it is the name you bear. It is not the dress you wear as in the, in the armor he has been given things that you fight with. But now, he realized that he's walking around, but it is not comfortable. And he's trying to say, it is not what I wear, it's what I bear, the name I bear. Then he took it off, his staff in his hands, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with a sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him kept coming closer to David. Three things I want you to note something. Opportunity, promotion, stepping stone. Obstacle, problem, stumbling block. Who it takes. The Bible says that David was minding his sheep. That his father has told him to mind his father's sheep. And then the father called him and said, David, you know your brothers are at war. Go and give food to them and come back. Bible said David comes on the scene. He realized something is not right. Soldiers are scared. There is fear in the camp. Something is not right. And he sees this giant who keeps coming and tormenting God's people. Bible said for 40 days. And David looked at the whole situation. And he said, what's going on here? What's going on? He said, listen, look at this giant. He keeps coming at God's people and he's tormenting us. And David says, hey, don't let no one lose account of this Philistine. I can go and fight him. The Bible says straight away his brother came and he began to accuse him saying, listen, I know you came to watch the battle. I know who you are. Go back home. He said, hey, can I not speak? And the Bible says he moves away and he turns to someone else. In life, you have to learn to turn to someone else. You got to connect with people who have heavenly vision and heavenly mindset to accomplish something. It's not everybody who will connect with you and believe in the dreams and the vision God has for you. It's not everybody who will have your back and say, listen, I believe in what you are saying. I believe in what God is about to do through you. And sometimes this comes even from our own family. His own brother said, listen, go back home. He doesn't even believe in the young man's ability. So the Bible says he didn't argue. He didn't try to make a point. He didn't try to explain his part. He moved away and turned away and he began to talk to somebody else. Bible said the news got to Saul. And Saul heard the news and said, hey, young man, I've been hearing that you are talking about you want to go and fight this giant. Young man, you have no idea what you are talking about. This one is a giant. You are just a shepherd boy. 
you are not able. Bible said David looked at him, says, Kin, let me tell you something. My God that I serve, he had track records. I am not just coming, talking about from my own intuition and my own feelings and my desire that I can go and fight him. But when I say I am able, ladies and gentlemen, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am not talking because I, 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 I'm David, but I'm talking because of the God that I serve. Don't let nobody lose account because I can do this. And the king looked at him and said, listen, he's a warrior. He's scary. Okay, maybe if you really want to still go and fight him, let me give you my tunic then. Let me give you my, my, you know, my warrior clothes and wear it and go and fight him. Bible said David puts the thing on. He walks around, he's not comfortable. Can I tell you, everybody, start where you are and go with what you have. When God gives you a task, most of the time our problem is that we think that, hey, we don't have what it takes. This morning, I want you to know that it is not what it takes. It is who it takes. So now, he's walking around and he said, I'm not comfortable in this. I'm not used to this. Go with what you are used to. You may be used to that one hour prayer. Go with that. You may be used to that $1,000 in your bank account, but go ahead and buy that house. Go and have a focus, have a vision, and you can do it. You may think that, listen, this is what I have. Go with that. I want to start the business, but I don't have enough equipment. Ladies and gentlemen, go with what you are used to. Most of the time, most people are waiting so that they can be self-sufficient and feel adequate before they go ahead and fulfill what God has called them to be, do. But David said, listen, thank you king but I'm not used to this thing he gave it back to him and the bible says he came towards Goliath and Goliath was coming towards him David took his sling five stones ladies and gentlemen that is all he was used to and some of you, God has placed a sling in your hands. He's placed the stones, but you look at them and you look at the situation and you say, you know what? I don't have what it takes. You know why? You've been told he's a champion. You've been told you are not able. You have been told you are not enough. Hey, Emmanuel, what are you guys saying? Do you know how much this building is? Do you know what you, this is Ewood. This is affluent community. How are you going to buy this thing? You are not able. <laughs> in life I want to talk about three things you can either see the things and the vision and the task God brings in your path as an opportunity or as an obstacle you can either see it as a promotion or a problem you can see it as a stumbling block or a stepping stone when the Israelites saw Goliath, what did they see? They saw obstacle. This guy is an obstacle. He keeps coming to us. But when David came, David asked, hey, this is an opportunity. What will be done for the person who kills this man? He's looking for opportunity. And he said, hey, the king says that whoever is able to kill this man, 
is going to get some amazing opportunity to marry the daughter, to move into the palace, and their families will never pay tax again. Is that opportunity? Yes. Saints, this is our opportunity right here. This building is opportunity for us to win souls for Christ Jesus. For us to have a building, young people can come and be saved. For us to come and go ahead and feed the poor on the street. This is our opportunity. This building is opportunity. Don't seize an obstacle. Anytime the giant comes, the Israelites were seeing him as an obstacle instead of seeing him as an opportunity. Number two, when the Israelites saw Goliath, they saw problem. But David saw promotion. That wow. When I see him, I see promotion. Because every time I see him, I can see myself going into the palace. I can see myself being married to the king's daughter. I can see myself that my family will no longer pay taxes. This is a promotion. I see myself moving from as a shepherd boy to a king. Hey, I see promotion right here. And God says, this building is our promotion. We were in Kamsi. We are here today. God has mega things, amazing things ahead. And all of you, whatever God has brought into your space right now, it may look like a giant. It may look like it's impossible. It may look like it's scary. Saints, ask God, Father, what do you want to do with this situation and how do you want to promote me through this? Do you know if you want to go to the next level in the class, you have to pass the test. And the teacher that says the test, he's not mean. But they've said to the test, all they are saying is that it's opportunity for your promotion. So if you study, if you go through the test and you pass it, next this year, next year, you're not going to be class 5 anymore. You'll be in class 6 because you passed the test. And I don't know what you are dealing with saints, but God wants to move you to another level. But you are scared to go through and face the situation and the giant. And running away from the giant does not take the giant away. Running away from the problem does not take the problem away. But you got to face the situation with God. You are able to do it. You are more than a conqueror. So David saw promotion. When the children of Israel saw I mean Goliath, they saw a stumbling block. But David saw a stepping stone. I need, when opportunity rises and I see promotion, I need somebody to get me there. I need a stepping stone. I need this person so that I can become what God has called me to become. Saints, the problem you are facing is not because God wants to punish you. God wants to use you as a stepping stone to your glory. So David says, okay, if I can kill Goliath, is that what's going to happen? Oh, then this guy is a stepping stone then. Because if I can, then I'm only a step away from being a king from a shepherd boy. I am only a step away from lying in the pasture, going into lie in the jacuzzi in the trellis. Uh, I'm just a step away from going to be an in-law of a king. I am just a step away. So now you are moving away, but I'm moving closer. Why? Because I see opportunity, I see promotion, and I see a stepping stone. So bring it on, saints. This is a stepping stone 
mega things God is about to do through this church. Mega buildings we're going to be owing. But this one is a stepping stone for the others to come. Do you know the things that God has brought in your path right now? It's just a stepping stone. The problems you are dealing with, they're all stepping stones. They're all stepping stones. Do you know when you go to the airport, take time to go to the airport, and you see the plane sits on the tarmac, and it starts raving the engine, saying it goes and flies against a very strong wind. But when the airplane sits there and begins to rave and it begins to take off, it's the same wind that turns into cushion to carry the plane. Listen, the things that you are dealing with is not meant to kill you, but it's meant to strengthen you, but the blessing is in the lesson. And I want you to know that anytime you apply for a job, there are two things they look for. Reference, experience. Reference, experience. Why? If you look at everybody's resume, they list their experience. Once they've done that, the next thing they list is reference. What is reference? Go and verify my experience. So now David said, Kin, <laughs> let me tell you something. I have experience. What's your experience? These hands have fought lions and bears. Really? You, such a handsome boy, where's you? Say yes. Where is your reference? God. See, my brothers are sitting at home and they are eating with fork and knives. And my father doesn't even know I'm one of his kids. And sometimes I feel like I'm re am I really part of this family? Why am I here? Back in that I've come to realize. God was writing my resume. He was giving me experience. And that experience are for lions and bears. If you want my reference, it is the same God who helped me to fight the lions and the bears. It's the same God that is going to help me kill this guy. Oh, some of you, you don't know that the problems you're going through, God is giving you experience so that that can be as a source of reference for your next promotion and the things you're going through. And that is why when they call and they say, hey, this person has put this on their resume. Is that sure? I say, yes, I verify that. But David had a reference. And he says, the same God. When we found this place, since we didn't know where the deposit was going to come from, before we knew the deposit was come, the same God. We came here, everything was a bit of a mess. It was all good. The carpet was, it was bare, everything. We're asking, where are we going to get the carpets from? God provided finances. It's the same God. A week before we had this place open up for our first service, we went to another pastor. I said, Pastor, we hear you have some chairs available. Can you give them to us? He said, yes. We brought the blue chairs here. We put them here and people's spirit was not right. Said, this is too beautiful for us to have this church. But where is the money going to come from? Just a week before we moved in here, I, stamped, I came across an, a, a commercial on Facebook and it was 45% discount. And just three days before we opened this place, this, I had a phone call from a truck driver saying, hey, where are you? The chairs are in the front of the church. It's the same God. 
we looked at it and said, okay, we don't have enough money. We're only going to carpet this place. Before we knew, the foyer was done. Upstairs was done. Kiss was done. At the back was done. Saying, what was God doing? He was giving us referential point. So that anytime you doubted him, he would say, listen, did, where did you get the carpet from? The same God. Where did you get the building? The same God. Saints, where did you get the chairs from? The same God. And if you're going to now ask me, how are we going to buy this? Saints, the same God. So you, some of you, are going to sit there today. Look at the situation you are dealing with. Look over your life. Say, listen, this is not going to kill me. I remember, wow, yeah, this and that. How did I come through that situation? It was God. Then you were able to tell yourself today if you're dealing with something. And say, hey, honey. Is the same God. The same God that gave us the visa to come from that country to Australia. Is the same God that will make sure we will survive in this country and have our permanent visa. It's the same God. Hey, the doctor is saying that this sickness, this and that. Look over your life that sometime you got so sick you thought that was the end. And some miraculously you got healed. Today, if you are sick, listen. It's the same God. Remember the time your marriage was shaking, thought that this was going to be ending in divorce. But today you are still together. If you encounter any problem with that marriage, say, hey, honey, hold my hand, look at my face. Remember the time we wanted to give up on each other. But now, hey, let's stay together because it's the same God. Look at the children and tell them, listen, when I gave birth to you, I don't know how you survived. And I was sharing the experience yesterday with Lady Pastor's sister. And I was telling her, listen, when we took the twins home, and one of the twins, Isaiah, was driving. He was going on about his business. All of a sudden, Benji passes out. No breath in him. His tongue is stuck out. And we are trying to, I mean, do CPI and so forth. I'm driving down the street so fast on the road like there's no tomorrow. Doctors gather around him. What's wrong? They try to find out. He comes back to life. We take him home. Then a week later, Benji passes out again. No breath in him. Again, emergency. And then third time, and they come back and they say all these things. And they say, you got to buy a wheelchair. You have to do this. You have to say all these things and all that. And they, they say, sign here. I'm like, no, no, go and do that again. Go and do that x-ray. Mr. Sekuma, we don't have the time for this. We have to quickly because your son, this is going to happen if we don't do this procedure. I said, go and do it again. They say, you are being stubborn. Listen, we are medical advisors. We know what we are talking about. The best of the best doctor is happening to be right in this hospital. He's the only one who can do this procedure. And please, let us do it. I said, now go and do another x-ray. Lady pastor looked at me and said, hey, what are you doing? I said, it is the same God. The same God who has kept this child alive four times is the same God. And the doctors come back and they look at the report and say, Oh, Mr. Sekma, we are so sorry. It's not what we thought it was. Take the boy home. Saints is the same God. David said, Listen, is the same God. He had an opportunity, he took it. Do you know something about opportunity? Anytime opportunity presents itself, get ready for the voice of negativity. 
anytime God gives you any opportunity. Do you know something? Christians, we, we are taught wrongly. God does not give you what you are asking him for. I want you to take note. He gives you opportunity to have what you are asking him for. God, if you ask God for a chair, God will tell you, I don't make chairs. I will make you a tree so you can pull chair out of the tree. I'll give you opportunity. Most of us are sitting there praying, God, give us this, give us this and that. Listen, God will give you opportunity to have what you're asking him for. And life presents itself opportunities. So then you have people who can go into the palace, who can be the king's, I mean, uh, in-law, who can have their family not pay tax, who can save children of God from this giant. Opportunities presented is there, but God gives them all opportunity. Whatever you are trusting God for, if the opportunity arises, it will face negativity, saints. Start, it starts normally from your, with your inner circle. And that is where it hurts most or sometimes it can discourage you most. Because after all, your inner circle, talking about your family, supposed to be the one to say, hey, yes, mom can say, Let's, I gave birth to you, I know the, the, the ability you carry, you can do this, you are my brother, you are my sister. But his own brother tells him, get away from here, you are a bad boy, I know you have come here to just watch the battle. Wow, senior brother, my brother, is that what you think about me? God has presented this opportunity for us to own this building. Where are you going to get the money from? How are you guys going to buy this? When I checked the valuation, I call one of my financial planning friends. I said, check this at the moment. What's the value of this property? He put it in what we call call logic, and it comes up, you see, between 2.9 to 3.5. And I said, hallelujah. He says, what, what was that? I was like, yeah, I'm so excited because we're about to own that place in Jesus' name. Saints, negativities will always come in contact when you hear opportunity. It will start within your inner circle. Then you will hear it's also outside. Community people will talk. Everybody will start talking because opportunity. Negativity does not see possibility. The voice of negativity projects fear. And it's the voice of accusation and lies that will diminish your faith. Can I say it again? The voice of accusation and lies will diminish your faith. And the voice of negativity can never see possibility. You got to understand there are three types of voices. The voice of God, the voice of the enemy, and your voice. Which voice are you listening to? God has given us this place. It began with God. He gave us a prophetic word. Is his voice we have heard. Yes, it may come to a time. People may look at it. We can't do it. How are you going to do it? The thing about, you know, we learn things from every other, sometimes religion, things when it's positive. If you talked about, let's say this was a mosque. Okay? This was a mosque. And the Muslim heard that they've sold, they, first of all, they will not even allow it to be sold. But for whatever reason, churches are selling churches and so forth. And the, the Muslim heard they have sold the mosque. But now if they sold it to an, an investor, an investor has given it back to ask. One Muslim will sacrifice the whole family to buy the thing. Why? 
you will say, for the next my sake of my case and generation. Christians, sometimes we talk, but we don't walk the walk. Hey, how much you paying a month? Why are you going to move this building? Listen. When is it about us? It's about God. It's who it takes. Opportunity presents itself negativity. I want to ask a question. What was the promotion? The promotion was to move from a shepherd boy to become the king's in-law. Move from poverty to riches and so forth. We have a, a promotion. Number three, the stepping stone was Goliath. I want to now just deal with quickly, give you four pointers. How did David win the battle? And I trust that this is going to be applicable to you so that the battle you are facing, we can, you can win it. We can win this, you know, moving from tenancy to ownership. And don't forget, maybe you are battling in your marriage or whatever it is. I'm going to give you four pointers. Don't forget this. It's going to help you. Number one, how did David win the battle? Number one, David focused and he relied on who it takes, not what it takes. Now, if it comes to what it takes, he doesn't have it. That's what he was told. Number one, you were a boy. Number two, this guy is a warrior. Number three, you don't have a warrior experience. So straight away, David said, oh, actually, yes, I don't have what it takes. Some of you, hey, you are not educated enough. You don't speak good English. You are a migrant. You don't, you're not that strong. Straight away, okay, it's true. I don't have what it takes. It is not about what it takes. It's about who it takes. And when you have who it takes, you have what it takes. David focused on what, what it, so all the other ones were focusing on what it takes. He focused on who it takes. Number two, David focused on the size of his God, not the size of his enemy. <laughs> the size of this, wow, 2.9 to 3.5. The size of the bill, is that the, how much it's going to cost? David says, wow, my God, the earth is his footstool. The heavens is his seat. He owns everything thereof in this world. Everything belongs to God. 2.5 to 3.5. What is that? To God. If he created everything and all wealth belongs to him. Are you looking at the size of the cost of this building or the size of your God who is able to supply all your needs according to his glorious riches? And most of the time, we know too much about our enemies than our God that we serve. So when you read, you know, um, the, the first few verses, you know what they said? They said, oh, he said, his name is a champion Goliath. Wow, his height was six cubits and span. He had a bronze helmet on his head. His legs wore bronze greaves and the bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like the weaver's rod. His iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Ooh, that's scary. It's amazing how they describe their enemy so articulately, ladies and gentlemen, yet they knew nothing about their God. If you look at the size that they describe Goliath in, <laughs> the Bible says, with the spine of his hands, God, 
he laid the foundation of this earth. So tell me, which of these measurements in size come even close to God's toe? Do you understand what I'm saying? But they lost focus on the size of their God and they are focusing on the size of their enemy. My question is this, do you know your God? Exodus 15, 3 says, The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. He's a warrior. They're talking about Goliath is a warrior. But do you know your God is also a warrior? Not just a warrior, but a mighty warrior. Psalm 24, verse 8. I want to talk to you about some things about your God. They're talking about the size of their enemy. Psalm 24, verse 8. Who is this king, the king of glory? The Lord who is strong and mighty in battle. Do you know your God? Psalm 28 verse 7 The Lord is my strength and my shield My heart trusts in him He helps me My heart lives for joy And with my song I praise him Do you know the size of your God? Do you know that your God is your strength? Do you know he's your shield? Do you know that you are able to trust him? Stop talking about the, How big your problem is how big the giant is, how scary, and you are describing it to everybody, telling people, listen to me. Instead of describing your problem to people, why don't you describe your God to people who is able to do all things for you, saints? Number three, David remembered it is the same God. He says it's the same God. And lastly, David he came against Goliath in the name of the Lord. Saints, Goliath looked at David. He said, I'm, I'm going to curse you with my gods. <laughs> and David got excited. He said, wow, I thought the battle was between me and you. Now you are bringing God into this? Hallelujah. <laughs> you are bringing God into this? I, did I hear God? Did I hear you say you're going to curse me with your God? I thank you that you brought God into this. Because my God is the God of gods. <laughs> my God is the King of kings. My God is the Lord of lords. So now he said to him, you come against me with spears and javelin, but I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord Almighty God. Saints, whatever situation that is confronting you this morning, come against it, not with cry, not with pity, not feeling sorry for yourself, but confront it and come against it with the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Deuteronomy 10, 17. Deuteronomy 10, 17. Listen to what it says. For the Lord your God. Listen, your God. For the Lord your God. Goliath had a God. But do you not understand? Do you know? The Israelites didn't even know their God. Listen. For the Lord your God, who is he? He is the God of what? Gods. I hope you catch the revelation. And the Lord of what? Lords. The great what? God. And what? Mighty. And then awesome. Saints, do you know your God? 
Goliath is cursing you with his God. You got to rise up, saints. You are looking at your family and principalities and powers fighting against the family. Coming against you with your God. They are cursing you with your God. At the workplace, they are cursing you with your God. You got to get down on your knees and say, listen, my marriage will not end that way. My community will not end that way because they may have a God and they want to pollute and change society. But I also have a God. But my God is the God of gods. He is the Lord of lords. He's straight and he's mighty in Jesus' mighty name. It is not what it takes. It is who it takes. And when you have who it takes, you have what it takes. Because what it takes is embedded in who it takes. Maybe you are here and you feel, yes, I don't have the ability. I don't have the finances. Yes, it's okay. But don't fail in life because you think you don't have what it takes. But in life, it is who it takes. He, his name is the God of God's. His name is the Lord of Lords. His name is the great God. His name is awesome. His name is mighty and strong in battle. His name is Jehovah Rapha, Adonai, Nisi, Jehovah Sakenu, Jehovah who said, I am that I am. His name is whatever you need. He is saints. Don't fail because you don't have what it takes. And I prophesy and declare, listen, we may not have what it takes right now in our bank account, but we have who it takes to buy this building. And when we have who it takes, he will supply all our needs according to his glorious riches. Is anything too hard for the Lord, saints? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Don't live life by what it takes because you will give up. It will scare you. You will never do anything. But live life based on who it takes. And who it takes, the Bible says, he's living inside of you. You are the temple of the living God. He's right here. Jesus in us. The hope of glory. And with him, saints, we are able to do exceedingly abundantly. It's my prayer that you're going to live here today feeling so much of hope and confidence. Knowing that, listen, I have got it all wrong all this while. Because I have dwelt on what it takes. And because of that, I keep saying to people, I can't do it. It's not for me. I don't think I'm able if you switch your eyes from listen, I have who it takes. You can do it. That is why the Bible says, Moses, come, go and liberate my people. He says, God, why are you choosing me? I have to go and talk to Pharaoh, but I stutter. How am I going to talk to Pharaoh? I don't have what it takes. Send Aaron. And that's what most of us do. We think other people are capable, but not us. Now, I want to show you something that blew my mind. When you read that scripture, if you don't pay attention, you will not catch it. God says, okay, you are, I'm telling you, you, you want to propose someone else to me. Okay, no problem. Bring Aaron. But I'm going to help both of you. Wow. To Moses, Aaron doesn't need help. Aaron can do it. But when God says, no problem, bring Aaron. You know what God says? I'm going to help 
both of you. In other words, it is who he takes. It's not Aaron. Aaron does not have what it takes. So unless I help Aaron, though you think Aaron is capable, he can't do it. So I will help both of you. The person you think is capable and you are doubting yourself because of them, listen, God will, can only, God will help both of you. Don't compare yourself with somebody. Don't think somebody has it and you don't. It is only God who can do it through both of you. Listen, it is not what it takes. It's who it takes. Let's stand up for a second and lift up your two hands. Can you talk to God right now? And talk to God and say, Father, I thank you that I have who it takes. I may not have what it takes, but I have who it takes. And who it takes, give me what it takes. Talk to him right now. Talk to him right now. Yes, the vision may look like impossible, it may look scary, but we have who it takes. And the amazing thing is that when God tells you you can do something, it's because he created you to do it. He formed you. He knows what is put inside of you. And some of you, you haven't seen nothing yet. And some of you, the thing God is about to bring in your path as opportunity, it will scare you. But it is meant to be so, so that you can connect with God in partnership to accomplish it. And say, Lord, this is too big. And so David says, I am coming in the name of the Lord. And Saul said, David, your brother couldn't stop you. There's this guy, his stature couldn't stop him. Then God, God, may the Lord be with you. Saints, you're going to live here. Go, the Lord is with you. Who is that? He, he, it takes.